Hello, and welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. My name is Erin, and I'm a gardener, grower, teacher, and homesteader here in Northern Alberta, Canada. And I garden in Zone 3, and this podcast is a place to share tips, tricks, and all-around interesting information on gardening and homesteading with a focus on northern climates, but all types of gardeners from all sorts of places and all stages of their gardening journey are welcome here. Thank you for joining me. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about a delightful, classic, and beautiful flower that you can grow in your garden here, the sweet pea. You know, I hadn't intended to write a podcast episode originally when I sat down and thought about podcast episodes. The sweet pea was not uh, on my radar. But you know what? I picked the most stunning bouquet from my garden the other day, and it really inspired me to talk about, to talk somewhat about these really quite precious and wonderful flowers. And for us having such a long winter here in my climate and a really short summer, I think sometimes these little beautiful things like these flowers that we can grow here, we need to celebrate them, right? So I thought, let's do an episode on sweet peas. Now, also, this episode will share some growing tips and general information and a little bit of history of the sweet pea. And originally, I had wanted to do more of a history lore type episode, but there really isn't much to go on the sweet pea in terms of lore. Um, It has a little bit of history, but it's relatively, well, for people, it's a relatively newer plant. Um, As we will see, it was... uh, kind of spotted and domesticated in the 1600s and it doesn't serve like any edible or medicinal medicinal purposes that I could find so it doesn't feature heavily in like lore or really dated back history but it is still an interesting plant to talk about and I will also share how we grow sweet peas here what has worked for us anyway. Now, I have only been growing them for for a few years because, well, get this, Uh, when I first started gardening and growing on a container garden on a balcony, that was my first adventure into gardening, I thought, and this is kind of a, now looking back, it's an odd mindset, but when I was living like on a downtown, on a balcony, and I wanted to start gardening, I thought flowers were And I didn't know as much as I did now, but I thought flowers were kind of lame. Like, I seriously thought flowers were boring. I was like, you know, it's something that, uh, sorry to our senior folks there, but I honestly associated it with something that maybe just senior people would have for decoration. Um, And I thought they don't really serve a purpose. Like, it's just filling up space on my container garden. And yes, I was quite naive before I started my gardening journey. And of course, I have developed so much more of a better mindset. And of course, just in general, my knowledge has vastly improved. So, you know, know better, do better, as we say. So we never stop learning, right? So of course, flowers serve a vital functional service in landscapes, in the ecosystem. And not only that, their service they provide, but just also appreciating the aesthetics of them like they are a beautiful thing from nature so I really think just having them to look at and appreciate now in my garden 
is just fantastic. So yes, of course I incorporate flowers into the garden and probably get as much, if not more, of an enjoyment out of them than I do my vegetables. So let's get into the episode of the sweet pea. So sweet peas are an annual flowering plant that originated from Sicily. There is a perennial variety uh, out there available, but as is often the case, it is not hardy in colder zones. I believe it, the perennial variety is only hardy uh, up to zone five. So here in zone three, we don't have perennial sweet peas, not going to work. But it can still be, it's a really great annual, actually. It's a really wonderful annual to have here. And throughout the world, sweet peas are renowned and treasured for their color palette and their fragrance. Generally, their colors can range from burgundies to lavenders uh, to pinks, blues, whites. They are, um, so that's why they are frequently used in wedding bouquets and decorations. So that color range you get is the kind of, uh, range you tend to find now if you buy a packet of just sweet pea seeds from like the seed store or garden center it will just be those um, you can get that whole variety of colors unless you buy something that is specifically true then you can get that whole variety of colors generally from a, just a general seed packet of them and so sweet peas do have a bit of an interesting history though so they were introduced um, to the UK in the 1600s. So a monk, Father Cupani, who lived in the Sicily area, um, it is said that he came across the sweet pea just growing wild. And he was so entranced by the colors and fragrance and just the flower, the look of it in general, that he knew he had to take some seeds and plant them in his own garden. So in the 1600s, Father Cupani, this monk, he found, you know, growing wild, he took the seeds, he planted them in his garden, and he enjoyed the plant so much that he did send the seeds out to, um, he sent them out to a professor in the UK. And there, that professor started cultivating them there, and their popularity grew from there, basically. And I see, you know, I saw a couple of sources I was looking, um, some sources say that Father Cupani sent the seeds to many different scholars and professors throughout Europe. And then some sources say, no, it, they were all sent to just this one um, professor in the UK who then started cultivating them there. So um, I think most of them said it was sent to one professor. So I'll go with that for the podcast. But they have a really long you know, they're enjoyed for their long bloom time and, of course, their scent. So their popularity just started to grow. In the Victorian era, though, that is when their popularity exploded. They were used in sick rooms frequently to get rid of, well, nasty, pungent smells that you might get uh, when people are sick and ill. So they were often, um, bouquets of them would be in sick rooms to just try to make the air smell nicer. And, of course, they're just popular for their use in the home as bouquets, as cut flowers, in posies, due to their fragrance. So the biggest appeal of the sweet pea, of course, is their color and their fragrance. And, of course, they then made their way over to the U.S., where they also became very popular. And a lot of different varieties 
um, kind of originated in the US and UK. Um, just we get uh, you can get like really neat heirloom varieties in the US that are um, hard to find outside of there. And then the UK also developed some neat varieties that are that are kind of hard to find outside of the UK too. So some of the most sought after and like I said, hard to find are the Spencer varieties. So they were developed in England and they originally were to be to be used as cut flowers. So people were using sweet peas as cut flowers and you know, people started to look into, okay, how can we improve this plant as a cut flower? And so um, the Spencer variety started to get developed and it was developed to have a, a more vibrant and a bigger ruffled blossom and bloom. Okay, so those ruffles were bigger and it was also designed to just have longer, sturdier stems just to make it a bit more of what you'd want in a cut flower, I guess. A bit more um, user-friendly as a cut flower. However, um, so like I said, it is quite hard to find it. Um, and, you know, now in our in our modern uh, era, in a time of where sweet peas actually have, they kind of dipped a little bit. And then they have in recent years really exploded again. And so now, of course, you can just go to your seed or garden center and they will sell heirloom or mixed packets of sweet peas. And that way you can get that packet. You can enjoy the variety of shades and you can still have the sweet peas for cut flowers without necessarily going and hunting down a Spencer variety, which, well, I haven't found them uh I haven't found them too much. I've been looking to see just out of interest where you could get Spencer varieties. And for me, I could only see that like very specific nurseries in the UK were carrying them. But like I said, you can still get beautiful cut flower sweet peas and all the beautiful shades and the fragrance just from those general seed packets that you can pick up at a garden center. So let's just look at, that's a brief history of the sweet pea. Let's look at how to grow them. And in colder climates, so zone three people, they can be direct sown once the spring. So in the spring, once the, the snow has melted and the soil is dry enough, then they can be plant, they can be sown. Okay, so they can be direct sown once your soil is dry enough and that snow has melted. And they can have a slow germination rate. And I saw some mixed information on whether you should Soak your seeds to encourage more germination, to encourage a higher germination rate or, you know, don't soak your seeds. And for me, I'm going to say we don't soak our sweet pea seeds. We direct sow in the spring. But some people also have success with soaking the uh, seeds first. So really, it's what works best for you. And... um. It is best to sow early because they can sow quite, uh, they can bloom early on, quite early on in the year as well. So you can get them sown as early as possible. Then that is fantastic. So you don't actually have to wait until the last frost has passed. So they are a bit more of a cool, a cooler weather friendly, cooler climate hardier crop. So you don't have to wait until that last frost has passed before you put them outside, which is pretty good. So they do like a nutrient-rich bed. So as always, prep your soil and beds a few weeks before you're planting out. 
Now you can start indoors or in a greenhouse about six weeks before the last frost. And, you know, especially as we can still be very cold here in these northern zones in the spring. But again, we don't start our sweet peas inside or we, we don't even start them in a greenhouse. We direct so. But uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I <laughs> anything that can be pushed to be sown outside, I sow outside. So I try not to honestly we try not to kind of air quotes baby the plants too much we really want to develop you know these kind of sturdy hardy cool heart cool cold hardy plants when we can and so anything that can be pushed to be sown outside and germinates outside fantastic that thing is going outside the less personally the less that we can start indoors of course starting indoors has its place has its value we start lots of things indoors but uh, the less that can be started indoors I frankly find to be easier for us for time management and care. So sweet peas do favor you being a little bit more hands off. They do require some maintenance, but they are better with being a bit more hands off. And so for me, I think the less transplanting, the better. However, again, this is uh, where I saw a mixed, a mixed bag of information. I sow them outside. We don't transplant our sweet peas. But I saw for some people that works really well and they like to transplant. But uh, I think the more hands off, the better, right? They are, um, like you said, they're cool weather plants. So they do best without the hot, hot weather, although they will need uh, about six to eight hours of sun throughout the day. But uh, the hot weather, they actually don't like this blazing hot weather. So we've had kind of periods this summer of real heat wave weather. Um, so for my area, the heat wave means like nighttime temperatures in the teens and daytime temperatures are in the high 30s and kind of interspersed with those periods of that hot weather. We've had some cool weather and, you know, our sweet peas actually were late to bloom this summer. So this happened to some friends who garden too. Um, of course, your situation may have been different. But they don't bloom in the hot, hot weather, generally. So this start of the summer, it was just blazing hot. And my sweet peas did not start to bloom until actually just a, a few weeks ago. So mid-summer time. And that's when we got a few weeks of the more regular summer temperatures for us. It cooled down. So that's when they finally bloomed. Because the hot, the hot weather will also... Um, kill off the blooms too. It doesn't want to bloom in hot weather and it doesn't want to keep blooming and continue to bloom in hot, hot weather. So it's pretty nice for us in cooler climates to have this option as a plant. So sweet peas, so like I said, that cool climate they like, give them some sun. Um, they like to climb. So do provide something for them to climb on. There is, um, so they don't like the TP type of trellises if you can. If it's the only thing you have, work with it. But try to provide a trellis or chicken wire fence, something they can cling onto. And for the first time you want to get them climbing, you will have to guide them to the climb to the climbing frame. So you want to get them onto the trellis. And so once they're a few inches, um, you can just tie them, tie the stem to the trellis and once they figure that out, once they're tied on there, they'll figure it out and then they will grow happily away climbing. So you just have to do it once and then they 
kind of they clue in on oh this trellis is here and the plants will start to climb up there themselves so you don't need to go back and continuously tie them onto the trellis there are although there are bush varieties of sweet peas out there if you don't want the climbers if you're going more for container sweet peas there are bush varieties available you can also but you don't have to you can also pinch around six to eight inches tall to encourage a bushier growth. So that central stem, you want to pinch and that can encourage more lateral bushier growth. Um, I like to do that. This is like, I've only started pinching in the last few years, but I do see a benefit, but of course it's not something you like have to do. And they bloom for quite a long time. So they will bloom throughout the summer, but if you want the blooms to keep going, you need to pull the seed pods off just to encourage the plant to produce more flowers. And then that's it. So it's just pulling those pods off, encourage the plant to produce more flowers if you wanna keep the blooms going. And other than that, they're pretty easy breezy plants. So enjoy your sweet pea. They do also tend to go true to seeds. So I recommend if you want, you can save your, save your sweet pea um, pods, pull off the seed pods, let it go to seed and you can always save the seeds too. And like I said, they tend to um, they tend to stay true. So you pretty much whatever colors of sweet pea you have, the seeds are going to retain that as well. So um, if you want, definitely recommend keeping the seeds from those guys. Also, just a word to the wise, despite the name sweet peas, they are not edible. So please do not eat them. The seeds and pods are quite toxic and they kind of look like peas. They're related to, to the peas that we would eat, but again, really not edible. So please don't eat them. And just a quick closing thought for me, for some reason with the sweet pea in general, when I was like writing this podcast and they decided to end up going with, well, I'll just use information that we grow, you know, that we do with our sweet peas because I found there to be really conflicting information for growing more so than actually I would find other plants. Like I find a lot of other plants that it's, there's more uniform ways of growing, but the sweet pea, there seem to be lots of different ideas about to pinch or not to pinch, to soak your seeds or not to soak your seeds, to start in a, indoors, to start in a greenhouse, to direct. So, so honestly, at the end of the day, you got to just find what works for you. Right. So, um, do what works for you and if it isn't broke don't fix it so we grow our sweet peas the way we like to grow them it works we get our seeds and if you're growing for the first time just try try things out and see what works for you okay so good luck growing sweet peas or if you have sweet peas in your garden i hope you are really enjoying some blooms now as always thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it and if you'd like, you can follow me over on Instagram at the underscore northern underscore grower. You can email me at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com. Or you can even check out our little seed store here at www.greenwitchseed.ca. Thanks so much for listening and take care.